Good morning, good morning. How are you? This is not this is Brenda Eshen Shoshana back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for your everyday life. And let me just start today by saying wisdom is enough. Zen wisdom. There's no such thing as Zen wisdom. Wisdom is wisdom, and we can call it every kind of wisdom. Just wisdom is enough. All these labels that we put on things distract us, confuse us, mislead us, send us down different detours. Oh, but I belong to this faith, or I belong to that faith, or I don't belong to any faith. It doesn't matter. Wisdom is wisdom. Truth is truth. And that's exactly what Zen actually wishes to point to, the simple reality of life. The wind blows. I feel cool. That's in wisdom. You know, one of my teachers years ago said, the sun rises in the east and sets in the west. What is Zen? And that was his reply. Adogen said, <clears throat> after many years, I realized that my eyebrows are vertical, my nose uh horizontal, my nose is vertical. What are they all saying? <clears throat> this is it. The wisdom is in front of our face all the time, but we want to embellish, confuse, distort it, elaborate on it, say it's my wisdom and not yours. <clears throat> I'm the best, you're the worst. All of that, that's just human confusion, distortion, and it's very important to talk about it a little bit, though, because that is what creates all our conflicts, wars, hatred for one another. Unnecessary, unwanted. Wisdom, truth, reality, or we call it the simple fact of the matter. And it's not hidden, by the way. That's another thing. We'll practice, practice, practice. Well, you won't see this until you've been practicing for 50 years at least. <clears throat> That's another manipulation. On one level it is. On another level, there's a truth that we need. We don't need, but it, that it's beneficial to have direction, to keep going, keep going, keep looking, keep settling down in the moment and in the reality of your life and and don't get pulled into and swayed and pulled, taken over by all these endless, endless beliefs, ideas, injunctions, commands. And, and, and that is what actually what samsara itself is. And samsara means the circle of life, death, life, death, daily life, as most of us know it. Waking up, going to sleep. On and on and on, struggling to get something, getting it, not getting it, falling in love, falling out of love. That is samsara. <clears throat> but in very deep truth, wisdom is way beyond all of that. When we taste wisdom, when we're willing to, and anybody can taste it at any moment, no requirements needed. If you're breathing, you can taste it if you want to. If you're willing to accept 
<laughs> what's right in front of your eyes. And you know, most of us are not. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that is the fascinating thing. So fascinating. There's a beautiful, beautiful poem by T.S. Eliot that I always loved. And he said, humankind cannot bear very much reality. <clears throat> what a poem. What a statement. What a condition we're in. And it's true. We, it's not that we cannot bear it, it's that we don't want it. We enjoy all this drama, the merry-go-round, <clears throat> the thrills and chills. It looks like the thrills and chills. The conquest, I conquered something huge. Did you really? Really? <clears throat> and then what happens next? I want to conquer the next mountain, then the next mountain. Did you conquer or were you conquered by your own endless craving for more and more thrills and chills and applause of one kind or another? Humankind. So some of us, in the midst of these thrills and chills, <laughs> we, we, we had enough. We don't want that up and down the agitation of it. It's a false excitement that makes many feel alive, but it's false. It's not the true aliveness that is so breathtakingly beautiful and fulfilling. That's how you know the difference between false excitement, or like taking a drug, <clears throat> you get high, woo, I'm so high, I'm so happy, but it's not true happiness. It must wear off. And then we're down in the pits and we have after effects from taking whatever drug we're on. We pay a price for that false excitement. <clears throat> so this practice is to enter a true aliveness. What is that? Is there another way to be connected profoundly with happiness, a different kind of happiness, with aliveness, to, to, to embody what we truly are? which is fully alive, alive. And when we get off that merry-go-round of thrills and chills, it's, it's a very profound experience to be fully alive because we can taste, touch, see another, know another. There's no loneliness in those kinds of moments, none, none. How can you be lonely when you're filled with life and connection and appreciation. So it's a very interesting point here and so many, so many feel, oh, it will be too painful to give up all these thrills and chills. <clears throat> I'm better than you, I'm the teacher, you're the student, um, you're a new student, you're a senior student, oh my goodness. <clears throat> so much nonsense. On one level, maybe so, but unnecessary to dwell upon that because these are really false identities that we're trapped into and we believe them and we identify with that and then we're really lost. We're really lost because we're setting ourselves and others up for a lot of suffering, a lot of pain when these false identities fade away. Oh, I'm this, I'm that. 
Then you get older or the days pass or conditions change and you cannot fulfill that false identity. And you suffer very much. Oh, I failed now. No, 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 you didn't fail. You cannot fail. I promise you, you cannot fail. Only the illusion has failed you. The false identity is seen for what it is. It strips away. It's stripped away. You know, we feel we, we, we succeed if we fulfill some image in our mind of how we're supposed to be or who we think we are. Then we've come home. We feel very good. Well, I did that. I played my role very well. That's really what we're saying. We don't say it in those words, but that is what it is. You're told this is who you are. This is how you're supposed to worship, how you're supposed to know wisdom, how you, whatever it is. <laughs> whatever it is. And then you feel very good that I'm a good person. I'm not saying not to follow along with your traditions. They're very beautiful. All traditions are very beautiful. But don't fall in love with your tradition. Fall in love with, with what it's pointing to. What it's there for. Don't get trapped into a false identity that will not and cannot hold up. I guarantee you that. It cannot hold up because as the years go by... You change. You must. You grow. I mean, we wouldn't want to be the same in high school that we were in first grade. If we learn things, if we grow, if we develop, we, we, things change. We cannot stay into a stiff, fixed image of how we're supposed to be. And particularly now, having gone through these few years, many of us have changed, and many of our images haven't held up. They haven't really nourished and supported us. Of course not. What supports us is the reality, the truth of life, and you can call it the wisdom. The wisdom of life, the essence. When we connect to that, we cannot ever be disappointed, and it doesn't wear out. It, it, with, with all our different stages of life, there it comes with us. It is with us in all the stages of life. And all the phases and all the conditions, the truth is the truth. It cannot fail you. It will not. The moment is the moment. The reality is the reality. It's funny. We so much fear being with the reality, as T.S. Eliot said. We think we cannot bear it. That's an illusion. We not only can bear it, we are nourished by it. And what a shock to realize that. We are nourished by the reality of life, by the truth. Now, if the sun rises in the east and sets in the west, and you want to see a sunset and you run to the east, you'll be disappointed forever. It's valuable to know, to, to be in alignment with the truth of yourself and of the universe. There's a beautiful phrase that very much touched me these past few days, and it just touched me to the core, and it said, What is man that you should remember him, be mindful of him? Wow. 
That is some beautiful koan and statement. Now, who is that addressed to? Who remembers? Who? Who is mindful of men? And, of course, that includes women and includes everyone. It says, who are we that we should remember and care and, and that we should be important and be mindful of one another and that the universe should nourish us and be mindful of us and even remember us, that the great spirit, call it whatever you wish, would remember us. That's a koan. What does that mean? And of course, we have to take that into our own life to, 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 to live it and to see what it means. Who are you mindful of and remember and care? And, and who's touched you very deeply? Now, what is it that touches you about another person or about your own life? Deeply. That's what this phrase means to be mindful of, to remember. It's something that doesn't just drift away like a puff of smoke. Even if a person's passed away, many do not drift away like a puff of smoke. They've influenced your life. You're mindful of them. You remember them. They're with you. They're in you. You've united with what? With what? And when we go into a state of wisdom or of simplicity, I like that word too very much, those we are mindful of, the experiences, the moments, become very vivid. That's part of the real identity of us and the other. It's not part of a false identity of an image of a game. If you remember something or someone deeply, they've touched you. Dwell upon that a bit. Be with that. Because that phrase indicates that's a road, that's a pathway leading to knowing wisdom, knowing who we really, really are and who another one is and where we are, where they are, how they are. So many of us suffer thinking we've lost something or someone or something is over. But this beautiful passage suggests otherwise. No, we remember. It's not over. It's still alive. It's still functioning. And maybe forever functioning, functioning. So when we come into a deeper sense of what's real, a lot of these beliefs we had that really pain us, hurt us. We're being hurt by the belief, oh, it's over, they're gone. No, 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 no. We see that's not true. Go deeper. Go into the reality. Who, who, what is man that you should be mindful of him, remember him? Very, very powerful statement. And it points us right away to a deeper connection with ourselves, others, and with life itself. This is walking on the road of wisdom, which says don't, don't get caught in the images, the beliefs, the games, because that will not bring you 
a deep sense of connection and happiness. It cannot. Pause. So what we do in Zazen is it's a huge pause. Pay attention. Listen. Put it down. Put down all the millions of beliefs, packages, hopes, ideas. Just be here with your life in a very fulfilling and complete way. You know, we always want more, more, more. <laughs> give me more, give me more, give me more experiences. But when we do this, we really come to a moment of such gratitude. Ah, this is enough. This suffices. That's a wonderful teaching from the Tibetans, the Lojong teachings. This suffices, more than suffices. This fulfills, truth fulfills when we are present to it. So with that, I thank you for listening very much. I wish you beautiful day, a beautiful moments, a beautiful life. And thank you for listening. So the URL is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. And if you wish to communicate with me for any reason, my email is topspeaker at yahoo.com. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.